I wouldn't want to be here and have benefited from all of this mentorship and not be doing the same thing for someone who might have been in the same position that I was in. Hello and welcome to The Common Room, a series of conversations between members of the Yale English Department. I'm Steph Newell. Today we're talking to Shiro Wainaina, who is a second year PhD student in the English Department, working on Black Caribbean poetics, sound and meter. She describes herself as a Louise Bennett stan, a wholehearted, indeed completely addicted fan of the Jamaican poet and performer Louise Bennett. In her free time, Shiro loves music, both listening to it and making it. She's played and composed for the flute for 15 years. And these days, well, she can tell us about these days when we talk to her. Welcome to The Common Room, Shiro. Hi, thank you for having me. Can you tell me a little bit about your background? So I was born in Chicago and I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, where I also went to undergrad at Ohio State. It was there that I actually fostered, you know, a love for literature and a love for music and literature together. And after Ohio State, I worked for one year and then I came to Yale to pursue my PhD in English. So is there a particular story about how you came to be at Yale rather than perhaps somewhere else? The reason that I'm in graduate school to begin with is because of my undergraduate mentor, Karitha Mitchell. She really noticed that I was able to do this kind of work and that I just needed a little bit of polishing, a little bit of help. She really took me under her wing and she really encouraged me to apply to graduate school. Just having this sort of community around me of Black women who were interested in seeing me succeed and were also completely honest about what the state of the humanities is and, you know, what I might or might not have to look forward to at the end of the PhD, but knowing and supporting me and the fact that I could do it. I came to be at Yale specifically after graduating. I was really so impressed by the Beinecke and I love just being in archives. So I think that's why I'm here. I was, I really wasn't sure until the visit. Now tell me about your fascination for the Jamaican poet and performer Louise Bennett, Miss Lou, as she was known. What got you interested in her and how has she shaped your PhD project? Well, I came to Miss Lou's work in my first year. I ended up reading Mervyn Morris's biography of Miss Lou, and then I ended up watching all of these BBC short films about her. And I just became completely obsessed with her impact in multiple genres. Not only was she a poet, but she was also a performer. She wrote plays, so she's had a huge influence on Jamaican theater. She's also done children's television, which actually Yale has access to a few episodes of some of the children's programs that she produced and starred in for the Jamaican Broadcasting Company. And it's just so interesting to see the way that sound, meter, and poetry actually collide with children's television in ways that I hadn't even considered. And so while at this particular point in my PhD, I'm really trying to like sift through the completely innovative and stunning variations to ballad form that Bennett exhibits in her prose on the page. But I think in my dissertation, I also want to deal with her impact on children's television and theater and the ways that Jamaican poetry is sort of an all-encompassing genre through her. So, yeah. Mary stopped a man for asking the direction to a place. She chatted for about half an hour to sweat start to wash her face. She start to blow for Britain and extreme them start to swell. The man just shake him head and say, no compre, mademoiselle. <laughs> then enough more Frenchman get around, start pop language for me. And me getting a temper, say, now I stand for and a Lego English pandem, and a boss big words so fast, some scatter with some stack of some talent like them lost. 
So since you've been at Yale, I notice you've been working as a mentor and a writing tutor. And I'm really interested in how that connects with the story that you told us about how you yourself were mentored. Actually, when I was in high school, I I had a literature teacher tell me that I have all the right ideas, but I don't have the writing skills to match them. And, you know, going into undergrad, I had no idea that I would become an English major, considering that in high school, I had this experience where I was told that, like, you know, my writing's not up to snuff. But once I encountered Karitha, she really impressed upon me how important it is to visit writing centers and to really take advantage of the opportunities to revise and edit your work in community with other people. And that's what pushed me, I think, when I came to graduate school to make sure that I was always helping one other person. I wouldn't want to just be here and have benefited from all of this mentorship and not be doing the same thing for someone who might have been in the same position that I was in. And so I've had some writing tutoring experience in the summer. And then also I've mentored some undergrads in the English department. It's just really like a beautiful experience because Actually, I feel like I learn a lot more (laughs) from them because I feel like I have to return to to the basics. Like when I'm thinking about how to help them through a particular problem, I'll think about texts to turn to. I might think about they say, I say, or the craft of research. And like in rereading those bits, I'm like, oh, actually, as a graduate student, you get so much away from the basics because you're so enraptured in trying to be current with what's going on. And Just having that refresher and having to teach it to somebody else reinforces it for yourself and makes your writing better. Is there anything you'd say to other students coming to Yale? Being aware of the current circumstances of the humanities is important. And I think that there are a lot of people who want to tell you about that. But I also think that in the time that you're in graduate school, no one will know what it will look like at the end. And there are so many different outcomes besides like just being a faculty member. You know, you could end up working in archives or as a university librarian, and there are so many options for you. And I think that if English and if doing a PhD is important to you, you should do it. You'll get a job. Maybe you won't be a faculty member, but I don't think it's useful to discourage undergrads from pursuing the degree that they want to do. And I often find that a lot of times the people that I've heard have been discouraged have been women and have been people of color. And I just, I think that that's irresponsible so and unfair. So absolutely 100%, you should pursue it. And it's hard and discouraging at times because people are really negative about this job market. I mean, rightly so sometimes, but like you will turn out okay at the end and you'll get some type of job. And if you want to do it, you should do it. That would be my advice. Thank you. That's really beautiful advice. Well, now I know you're a dedicated flautist. And I wonder if you have a favourite piece of music that you could tell us about why, what it is and why it's your favourite. What piece of music do you remember most? Oh my gosh. It was actually like a scales exercise that I was doing and I was being forced to do the flight of the bumblebee in my flute lessons in high school. And I was like, this is horrible and I should stop. (laughs) If this is what it is after this point, I don't know if I want to continue. And I don't know if that makes it a favorite piece of music, but it's an impactful piece of music for me because that was the turning point <laughs> to be like, let me think about a different way to approach this that's not like absolutely killing my fingers. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you listen to music, what do you listen to? I actually listen to a lot of women in rap right now. I think that's something that's really exciting to me. Yeah, I've been on a kick of like Meg Thee Stallion. I've always been a Barb. So of course I love Nicki Minaj. 
and young baby Tate and Koi Larey. I think women are just doing it in rap right now. It's really just a boost of, in confidence to listen to them, to listen to pretty girl music. <laughs> Plus it's just hip hop and rap have been intellectualized so much that like it sometimes it takes the like listening pleasure away from it. So to just listen and enjoy and like, you know, feel yourself because they're feeling themselves is exciting for me. Ain't being cocky, we just vindicated. Best believe that when we done this moment, we'll be syndicated. I don't know. Well, huge thanks, Shiro, for talking to me today. And thanks for listening to The Common Room. Our producer is Robert Scaramucci, class of 19. And our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You also heard Moment for Life, Nicki Minaj. Is what we want to bring up. I can have this moment for life.